Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Hallelujah. If you believe in God, these things are true. I was sharing with Pastor Chris uh, about what is happening. I don't know, to be honest. But please, you may be seated. The things that are happening right now in the revival. I think people don't believe that we're in the middle of a revival. They didn't come. You see, scriptures come true and they become part of your life. There are things that you can read about in books and then say it happened somewhere. Like there are those people who believe miracles ceased. But in this season, certain things are happening. You can have a sophisticated mind and you can try to explain them but you cannot I have tried with my own thinking I have failed I want to pray Heavenly Father we thank you for the ministry of this evening my prayer is that many shall receive the unction to go and serve your people because that's all that we have the anointing for. Holy Spirit, may you teach us through the world this evening and may your name be glorified because this is all about you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I believe. Amen. Amen. So I organized my notes and my message was obedience to God but then as Pastor Sanyo sang a song, I changed to obedience to go. I think she said something about going. And then I realized that all my message was about obeying to go. Now, I know that by the end of this message, to many people, your eyes are going to be open to what God wants with you. Hallelujah. But I want to share a testimony of what happened last night. I slept at around 3 a.m. and I was praying for people healing them from sicknesses that are spiritual by 5 this morning. Yes. When you are in the territory taking business, you have to deal with certain things. And I'm here today, God has told me over the last one or two weeks, and I've started doing it, and people are receiving it, the anointing to heal. Amen. I did it last night, last night, I was driving back home 
going to be with my family because I've not been with my kids for some time. I last, was last with them on Tuesday over. Then, yes, I said, I think it was here that this year we have to sleep less because the destiny, your destiny for the next 30 to 40 years depends so much on what is happening this year. So you can be that unserious person who plays around with the prophecy or you can be that person who stands firm and becomes something. Hallelujah. So I drive, put, put the people in our small car, we drive home. So as I'm heading down home, the, the, the Holy Spirit comes and says, you are going to be here tonight. Then how do I tell a chirabo? We've not been with our kids, we are so busy, schools reopening, and then I even fear to tell her. Then I tell her, she, she just keeps quiet, we drive off a little bit, did you hear what I just said? We are coming back. I am the same person I told them, park and get every person ready, we go home. The next five minutes we are all in agreement so we drive back home i have a shower we get back and i found people had they were worshiping like the, the presence of god some people were then i entered in there and i started praying but the things that happened there i cannot explain them People are talking about revival. Some people just need to see certain things. Last night I said, I wish we had a, a camera for people to see these things because we are not online. Because I can talk about things and you've not seen them. So I go back and I, um, so I start praying. Of course, there are some people who have spiritual problems and when I move into a room, certain things, the environment changes. They are screaming. And so I go about praying. And then in the middle of it all, God speaks to me and tells me, anoint people. So I say, some people here are going to receive an anointing. And then I say things. And people are falling on the ground, people are having all kinds of dramatic experiences. And when they come out of that room, I ask them, what happened to you? And then people were telling me, Musumba, as you said, receive, I saw a bottle anointing me with oil. And then others were saying there was a big white hand that pulled me out of a pit. Then somebody told me, as you moved, there was a white man with you, wherever you went. So, Apostle, when you said, and God was with, like the Spirit of the Lord, like that, that scripture, and God was with him, for me, I understand it differently. Because even as I speak, I'm very confident that some people are going to see the white man with me.
I'm not certain of the level of belief and faith you have in these things, but I am very convinced. Not one people, over 15 to 20 people, told me this last night, that they saw, either saw a big white hand or they saw a white man with me. Or they saw a white man and he was smiling at me. Or they saw a white man who was showing me who to lay hands on. Just need to see these things. You just need to be aware and people are talking these things and they're saying them right there. And then you can believe them. Like if I explain them, uh, you, can, you can believe them a bit. Because even me, I'm like, okay, carry to Kirize. But there's a difference when you are in the, like, the same room and it's the same thing happening. How I wish, Jesus, that somebody today might receive the same. So that at the end of this service, somebody will say that I saw that man. I saw that hand. I do not know if it happens everywhere. But on Sunday I was at Christ's way and somebody saw somebody with me. And as I released the anointing, this was somebody from Grace City Church, so it's difficult to ascertain, but I'd never seen her in that kind of dramatic experience because she was on the ground. And then I asked her, because now I'm very inquisitive. People have been telling me about this white man with me. And, and the big white hand and yeah some people can't see look into my eyes because they see fire there are those yesterday there's michelle from the city church <laughs> so when i came into their prayer meeting she told musumba have you been here i was like nakatuka then she started crying running away from me how can I told her, I cannot be in two places. I was at my home. She said, you were here dressed in a different way. Ten minutes ago, now you are here dressed in a different way. <laughs> she was running away from me. She told me, I saw fire in your eyes. Now, children of God, I am the most common usual person you'll find. There's nothing about me that is strange. I do not consider myself a very spiritual person to the level of some people I know. But because of something I have learned and it's the message that I have today, obedience. So I wrote something, I'll try to go with I don't know how much time I have, but I'll try. In this season, God is going to send you somewhere with a message. And when you are in the right time at the right place, the glory of the Lord is going to manifest through your ministry. Being in the right time at the right place is a function of obedience. You can only see things happen when you are where you are supposed to be at the right place. Jonah 
was supposed to be in Nineveh, he found himself in on a boat to Tarshish. But we see the same man again being used by God in a very uncommon way because he obeyed. There is a difference that obedience brings. God is going to use you in ways you cannot explain. Children of God, I can't explain. Like with me, let me just talk about me, okay? Because me, some people know me. Yeah. Before. I had to carry some of my people who are being attacked by demons to another pastor's church and even give an offering for them. Now, I am the person who is very excited about tormenting the enemy through the delivery service. So when I was asked to preach here, I asked, should I preach about a radical Christian who God is going to use in this season or should I preach about obedience? But somehow they will marry each other. They get, they get there. So God is going to use us in very uncommon ways in this season. Please believe it. Certain things are going to start happening with you and you are going to start shaking. You are going to start asking yourself what has happened to me. You are going to start asking God questions. Apostle Mukisa here said, somebody here is going to be visited by God. And you are going to come crying, crying, crying. <laughs> somebody was visited last night. She was like, Jesus, your Lord, I have seen you. You are there, I have seen you. But now know. He's going. And I told her, we've been telling you. And now, because we've got an experience. Hallelujah. When that man visits you, now let me tell you one thing. First of all, you may not have the capacity to see them. All the people that I've seen and I've described, for me, I've not had that experience. But I've seen, they say, you can't see him. There's a very bright light. But somehow there is a man, and you can see that he's a man, and he's wearing a white robe. The first time I had that kind of experience, Bishop Gerard Mwebu was on the pulpit preaching. It was at my father's church. And I felt a love I had never experienced. I cried for like over two hours down there when I had that encounter. All along I'd been looking at you, what is happening with them? Ah, they are emotional. <laughs> some people just think some people are just emotional. Oh God. <laughs> so <laughs> And, and I was not crying, I was wailing. So God told the apostles where to go. They were given a message to preach and they were given a geographical location to go to. You are not sent everywhere. Somebody has to send you there. 
and you can't send yourself. Where you are sent might not be where you like, but it's the place where what was put upon you can be activated into kingdom results. Hallelujah. So I was sent to Mpiji, where my father was born and raised. He played on those villages, everywhere like. I've made people say, wait, 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 you look like that man. This is my father. You can't tell the difference now that I've grown, we're almost the same size. I, you can think we are twins. But, like, but you must be his son. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> now, God sends me there. And when my mom got to know that I had been sent to Mpiji, she said, Omana wangeba mmaze. Kubanga abalo gachitawe, neba agenda mumaliriza. Like, the ones that bewitched the, 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 the father are also going to start on him. So she talked me out of going to Mpiji. She had all the reasons as why I should not be there. Yes. And she sent me emissaries, people to talk to you out of it, giving you all sorts of reasons as why you should not be there. I'm here to, to talk to somebody tonight. Where God has sent you, through the man of God, is where God is going to provide for you, to lift you. It perhaps could be the only place where you can become significant. A man of God came to our city at the start of this year and he said something. He said, I see a well. And people are going to come from many places in this country and in the nations to drink from this well. Now, this kind of well, it can never be depleted. The point at which this man of God says this thing, he was in a trance up on the building at the Pearl of Africa High School. man of God, it's called Pastor Henry Serovili. Then he comes down. What happened? Then he told me. What is it about you that God has loved you so much? Now I don't know. Apostle, I don't know what you saw. I don't know, but there must be something. One day I will come and you tell me because. I need, to, I need to know. There are things that people have talk, told me about me that I can't believe. I'm like, since in the car. And there are people here who are like me. The man told me, I saw a well. And people were drinking from it. And the man said, and whoever shall come into this city, you shall have to approve. I have given you spiritual authority I got my seed in my small office I knelt down and asked him to pray over me Pastor Henry Solubini, he can collaborate this he can tell you this then I, that's the point at which I made a decision I said wherever God wants me to be I have to be there I am not going to allow the devil to whisper to me to lose my portion in the kingdom. 
when Apostle posted on this page about the pastor's mentorship, I said, I have to be there. Some people do not know what it means to want so much, to die so much, to become significant, to become useful in the kingdom. The opportunities are there, but like we just can't see them. Some people have been given the action to make others become. I told somebody, it is not the gift that breaks the yoke. It is the anointing. Now, the anointing, you might think having a yoke, you must be having a problem. No, 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 no. The yoke is of insignificance. So it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of insignificance and you become insignificant. like you break, you break the shell of an egg and something comes out of it. Mm. And somebody has that key. You can be there so gifted, but it's the anointing that will get you out of there and become significant. Yes. An apostle told me, Musumba, something has changed about your ministry. You have shifted. So I told him, I don't want to be flattered. Then I called him later and I asked him. He told me what to do. From today onwards, go and lay hands on your ministers. Now, from morning, I, it was a new down camp. When we were out there, the apostle told me. So I called him as I'm about to enter into our city. And then I asked, no, what did you really mean? So he tells me and gives me instruction. Listen carefully. Now, since morning, I had had a huge burden on me to call two of my ministers, but I did not know what to do with them. Like call them, but what to do? Then I got the instruction. This is what happened. In the evening, I laid hands on them. Their ministry has changed. I think some of you know Pastor Celine, the young lady. Now, now you only know about the numbers and what happens there, but she's another kind of trouble. Yes. Because just like me, she walks into the room and people start falling down. Yes. Especially during a delivery session. Now, I'm not trying to promote her. You can sit with you. Like, God can give you an opportunity and you see it with your own eyes. She just does this. In the name of Jesus, go. And someone flies. I'm like, go chichi. <laughs> like for me, I have to sweat, do all those kinds of things. What? This is Musumba Chirabo. She doesn't even need to touch people. They come in a line and before she even says something, somebody's on the ground. Let me tell you one thing about obedience. It is about being in the right place. Where God expects you and he works. It is not about men. It's about God. It's all about Jesus. How are we responding to the call? 
are obedient enough to be in the position where we expected to be, to be used by God. People want to be used for signs and wonders, miracles, but then they do not want to be in the position where they can be used for these things. Somebody wants to have a very big, massive church. They can't even start a mission or community. <laughs> like it is going to fall from heaven and down. That floating church, eh? You have in your mind. <laughs> there is a place for your flourishing. When I was called to Mpiji, I did not like the place. I also know of a pastor friend of mine who hates the city, like, he talks ill of the place. And then I have embraced where God has called me. I have loved the people. I work with them in their gardens. I do everything that they are doing. And then God starts working in them. It's obedience. I can guarantee you, you will never get results in a place you don't love. Like I said, my message was obedience to God, but now it's obedience to go. To a place where you don't like. Like that Jonah guy. God does not use disobedient people. Talk good of the place where God has sent you. Promote it. Let everyone know about it. I like the pastor from Chisoga, Pastor Cyrus. Even the way he speaks about Chisoga, it's like somewhere there in New York. <laughs> so Pastor Henry Serbi tells me, and the name PG shall be associated with your name and your ministry. I had been trying to promote tourist places in PG, talking about this place, invite my people. The next time any worship harvest group comes, I want to take you to Mpanga Forest and I'll buy pork. It's on me. Ha. Pork excites people. There is a saying in PG. <laughs> I want to understand what God put into that thing. There must be something spiritual. There must be a mystery about that thing. Because no traditional doctor has ever asked for it as a sacrifice. <laughs> Let me tell you people, I am crazy. Sometimes I order for something and then I go preach and the ministry is different. It's my theory, I'm still trying to develop it. <laughs> if I get the scripture backing, it's the only thing I need, the scripture backing. Yes. Why didn't Jesus send it to goats, the demons into goats and cows? There must be something about it and demons. They do not correlate. 
somebody told me, you get a small bone of like, after eating and throw it into the shrines. Those things, they will call them, they will not appear. In my small city, God has given me authority over certain things in the spiritual realm that he has not given to any other. I'm moving on the streets and which doctors they have to leave. They, they go to the sides. Now, for them, they are always in the realm of the spirit. Always. They are alert. Ask any Muslim, wherever they are, they are always Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar. Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar. They have that juzu. Always. And for us, we can't pray in tongues. It is so inconveniencing, eh? People will think we are mad. Okay. It is the crazy stuff that makes for radical Christianity that put people into a certain dimension of power. It's always been the crazy, radical people who are so convinced. God is looking for people who are so convinced about him to the point of madness to use. Some people are so sophisticated. They rationalize. They think through things. When your obedient mysteries are revealed to you, it's when we go where we've been sent that we get to see certain things. You will not see miracles when you are seated in your sitting room. <laughs> send the link, send the link. <laughs> yeah, I had it from, from, from these quarters. It's very good to share the link, but go beyond that. Start an MC. Become a hard leader. There are things you will keep reading about in the Bible and believe or not believe them until you obey God and go where you've been sent. The things read about in the Bible, the miracles are for people to perform. Jesus said that he will accomplish, we will accomplish even greater things, but the condition is obedience. Obedience unlocks spiritual power. Unqualified people, because they have obeyed, have stood in awesome power and authority because they chose to obey. Some people are too qualified to be used by God. Somebody was telling me, do you know how many Bibles I've torn? Mm. They have a spiritual bald head. <laughs> yeah. Apostle has taught here that the longer you stay in Christianity, the fire dies down. And the biggest struggle of a Christian is to keep the fire. That's the biggest struggle. So the distance between where we are and where we are supposed to be lies in our obedience to the word of God. Now, some people are waiting for a burning bush experience. So that they can say, now that is God. I am who I am. Or a voice with echoes and vibrations 
Now, not everyone will get a dramatic encounter with God. It has been spoken here at Worship Harvest that God is going to lift up men and women into a new season. I'm convinced that somebody here is part of that prophetic declaration. I wrote these things as the Spirit was talking, ministering to me. And when Apostle said, prophesy, I, I was prophesying on purpose. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Because I knew certain things. And, like, you know, <laughs> how God can even give a person the right words to say to you, to say. And some people could have disobeyed. <laughs> these things of the Spirit, in this season where the Spirit is hovering, you just need to be in that place and get it. For me, I've said if sleep is the problem, I should lose sleep. I'm having a service this evening from around 8 till morning. And some people are already tired. On Sunday, I preached in four services. Three services at the Grace City Church and one service at Christway Church. From 7.30 to 6. No, 6, 7 something. And I'm living like I'm, I'm alive. You don't die. So some people could feel so burdened like this program, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. No, 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 no. The season we are in is not a common season. It is a season for lifting. It is a season where you have to be where it is happening. This is something we are talking about, the destiny for the next 30 to 40 years. It's always a season that ushers one into significance. Some people's names are not known anywhere outside of their family. But because of this season, because of this season, Somebody might have problems pronouncing your name, like it's so difficult. They will learn to pronounce it. Yes. Obedience is believing the word of God and getting serious about it. We have been given the word not to think about it. You are such a great mind and we stand in awe about the sophistication of your thinking but the ways of the kingdom are different. You have to be stupid to become. Yeah, some people are so wise. My pastor is a man who stopped in primary four. <laughs> but the anointing upon the man. You can't stand where, where there, you can't. You can't. They are waves of kind of power. If you have a spiritual problem, that is. You can't. You really can't. Sometimes you may think that this is a movie. The kind of anointing some people have upon their lives. Hallelujah. That's why we are called sheep. We are not called the hare, Wakaima, which is wise. We are called the obedient sheep. 
Now, God could have chosen any other animal. Doesn't the Bible say that the, the, the wisdom of this world is foolishness? Yeah. <laughs> it appears not a good allusion to a believer to be called a sheep. But it's the best description because of the power it carries. Obedience is power. Obedience is gold. Obedience puts you where God wants you to use you. It's not about us, it's about God. Do not neglect your life. We rise by instruction. It's on obeying the instruction we are given at the different times and seasons in our lives that we are lifted into significance. That we stand in our destinies. Every instruction is given for our benefit to obey. Amen. Pastor Bethel teaches that the principal aim of teaching in a discipling environment is obedience. We are not taught to fill our heads. You should be so worried when you are not being assigned responsibility. I have learned it's a revelation. If you are not being assigned responsibility, there is a problem with you. Because it's in the assignment that we rise. Yes. I tell people, if you find that I have problem assigning you, it's because you are big-headed, and you will never get anywhere without an assignment being accomplished. It's upon the successful completion of an assignment that a man or a woman is taken to the next level in their life. So without assignments, you cannot get anywhere. Get, get anywhere. You... So you should be so worried when you are not being assigned responsibility. If your pastor is not giving instructions to obey, run. If your pastor is begging you, he's not helping you. Men and women, for that matter, are ushered into their destiny through being commanded, not being begged. Teaching them to obey all that I commanded. And lo, I'll be with them until the end of age. God is with you when you are obedient. You don't have to look for him. You just have to be positioned. But then God speaks through a person. That's the biggest problem we have. We are looking for a vibration and an echo. But I'm going to come to that. No one is going to beg you to become something. You are going to be commanded. If you feel offended by being commanded, keep at your fishing, others let them become fishers of men. Yeah. You see, there are some people that stayed at the fishing site, and these ones went. Now these ones had to come to these ones to heal them. Of trachoma, sleeping sickness, 
and all those things that are associated with fishing sites, sicknesses. Keep so busy at your work, you'll have to bring seed for your healing. I tell people in our church that babies are going to lay hands on you because they're obedient. And you'll be forced to because you need it. Hey, do you think Naman going to that? Hey, hey. When you are the general of the United States of America and they send you to Uganda to a prophet and even your king doesn't, is not even aware that you carry the thing that can heal the, the, that man. Secretary of State flies into the country and they are received and the man is like, what is happening? Are you coming in peace? Or oh, there is war? And the man tells him, there's somebody here who can heal. My thing, I've been told is here, you must be, and the king wasn't even aware that this man, did he say that you have created problems for us? Hey, it's going to come true to your life. So do not neglect your life. All that education, connections, family background was given to you for a reason. Hallelujah. Some people I even want to cry. They are so endowed with all the possibilities for significance in the kingdom. But then they're not doing anything about it. I realized that God had given me an education. Even made, made sure that I was born and raised in a Muslim family so that I can appreciate and understand the Quran. So that I can help people come out. It's always on purpose. Yeah. When I start talking to Muslims, I understand them. There are things I tell them and they start asking themselves. Because I was being trained to become a sheikh. Yeah. I studied the Asaruna, I studied the Juzu, and the Quran. Yes. When you see people praying, demon chasing. This is their demon chasing. Atahiya to the Lahi Waswalawa to Ataiba to the Lahi. Now that is chasing the demon to them. <laughs> so I compare this our fire and ours has effect. Then I tell them, also call your fire. They teach that on Mauli Kiyama, the day of judgment, this figure that will become, look here, you know, eh? This figure that will become a light, a torch, that there will be darkness. So I always ask the question now, some people have swigidas here and here. <laughs> Are those side indicators? 
And then they're like, one man, no. I have come to believe and I'm convinced that I came through that process for a purpose. And all the experiences I've had, Apostle talked about football, I play for the national youth team. I'm a professional football coach with an FA coaching license. I recently told people in our church that I have a journalistic background with experience. Then I was like, what were these things for? Like the things you try and they fail, Apostle talked, they are for a purpose. God is in them, even the mistakes, even the failures, even what the things have failed. At a point in time, it will get revealed to you for what purpose they were for. Do not neglect your life, neglect your life, all your education, connections, family, background, again, for a reason. You have heard this message for too long. Do something about it. Start an MC. An MC is a church, an ascending church. When I met the worship service Nairobi people, I told them, but your location is ascending location. They told me, that is a prophecy. Our pastor told us, I was like, I wasn't there. So do something about it. Not everyone can make people laugh like you do. Not everyone can gather 50 people in an hour like you do. Stop being a social influencer. Become a kingdom influencer. Yeah. Because you've got it, but you don't know. You have more likes on Facebook, not because you are a celebrity. Somebody has given you favor, use it. You have it, but you're not using it. You are in a far better position to advance the kingdom than many of us. The time of living two lives is over. I'm speaking to somebody here, I know. Today, you are going to make a decision to obey the voice that has been ringing in your ears. You know you will know it. You've heard it always. Just that you've refused. Hallelujah. The destiny of thousands of people rests in your decision today. You are not who you are because of what you think. You have been loved for a purpose. You were never created to live an insignificant life. Your life is not yours. Accept it and do something about it. Accept that, that it's not your life. Lay it down. Some, some, some of us have to, to, to shorten our sleeping hours to allow God to use us. Obstacles to disobeying, to obeying God. Comfort. To many of us, we have become comfortable because of what God has done in our lives. We assume those that are obeying God are some kind of zombies and freaks. 
who hate their families and have no cool friends to hang out with. We have believed the lie that obeying God to serve is an open invitation to poverty. I have had many people tell each other, don't get married to a pastor. That pastors live miserable lives, their home is open to everyone, Mbu. they have no privacy, etc. You are a witch if you subscribe to that school of thought. Now I have my descriptions of witchcraft. The first point of being a witch is when you hate people. You want your own space. Now people think that witches are people who wear back clothes and all sorts of funny things. In this age, they wear suits. So full of themselves. Evil people. Who put their comfort at the risk of the lives of others. People are departing. People, people, people are, are, are dying spiritually. People need to be released. Somebody has to do that. You have been given the, the power. You have the authority. The fact that you've received Christ, that is your role. And you've had this word too many times. Something must be done about it. So if people can't come into your home, where would discipleship begin, be, 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 happen? When it is life on life in a restaurant. <laughs> so if churches can be hosted in bars, your home can host an MC. Open up your home for a missional community. Let us not be selfish. Selfish people are witches. Yes. That was the first obstacle to disobeying God. The second obstacle is family and friends. The devil has invited many of us into a web of confusion through allowing us to be distracted. One of the principal tools of the enemy is distraction. It is called derailing. When a train which is meant to move on rails is taken off the rails, it's useless, it's scrap. You can't have a ship on tarmac. So many people have been derailed off the course of their life purpose because of family. It's called distraction. It's called derailing. And I'm going to help you understand this. Now you should honor your parents and we have an amazing book by Apostle Moses Mikisa about honoring our parents and loving them. And if you don't have this book, people, you're one of those disobedient people. <laughs> because we have put it as one of the, the, the books we are reading this year in our leadership class at our church to develop leaders. It's one of the books we are reading this year. But God told Abraham to leave his father's 
and his clan and his to go to a place where God can bless him and whoever shall bless him God will and whoever shall fight against him God will curse your battles are the Lord is when you are obedient to the call to go a lot of the problems we are experiencing are because of disobedience Now, before Abraham, God had told Abraham's father, Terah. And God had told Terah even where to go. The land of Canaan. With a map, it was known with roads leading to that place. And the man went, when they came to the valley of Haran, where there was pasture, water, the man wanted to obey God, but the family said, now, what do we do with our goats? We've been moving all the way, and there was no food for our goats. Now we have got this place. We, we are not certain of the future there. For as long as we've seen this, this is our canon. Haran became canon. To many people, they are there. They have become convinced. We have the settlement mentality in church. When some people come to worship harvest, it is the farthest they think they can go. Like this school church, there's nothing beyond it. Like, what? <laughs> Yet the apostle of the commission is like, we have to go beyond here. Like this is just the beginning. We are so fortunate to be here. And others come in with a settlement mindset. They have arrived at Haran, not going to Canaan. <laughs> you see the Bible verses say, <laughs> and Terah died at 205 years. So after disobeying and settling, we see the Bible talking about his death. And then the next scripture, that's when chapter 12 begins. And the Lord had spoken to. Mm. You need to get out. Yeah. There is a place for your obedience. There is a place. You see, God had first told his father, nothing great is said about Terah apart from being the father of Abraham, the father of the faithfuls. He lived an insignificant life. Like He died there. Some people in our families have no clear perspective of who we are. Why? What blocks them is what they know about us. So somebody raised me, put me in nappies, and all those things that we go through, the hassles of me crying in the night, all those experiences. So those experiences block them from receiving me as God sees me. And they advise based on what they have seen, not on what God sees. 
I doubt if my mom knows who I am. Like she has no idea. Like I honor her. But I can tell she has no idea who I am. Not that I need her to know. But I see how she receives me and how she treats me in relationship to other people. Like there's nothing anointed about me. Yet she cries to me one one no and she has never asked me to pray for her. <laughs> mm. So people are going to offer advice based on what they see, which is not the best perspective. They are seeing from a different perspective. It does not allow them to see us as the world sees us. I tell people, people think that pastors are dictators, but your pastor is the person that can see into your destiny and help you become. Your parent can't. They have done their part. We live in an age, actually all the discredit that goes to pastors comes mainly from our families. Because they are struggling, they are, the, the attention, the time, the resources, now, the, the book on Hona is helping us to streamline and kind of bring a compromise to this conflict. Hallelujah. Now, they think they wish the best for us through their advice, but they are not God. My father desired that I become a sheikh. That was for his pride to make him like my son is a sheikh. Sheikh Musa bin Ismaila. I see this. And the father is so proud. And you are there. Your call is to become something else and you want to appease a person. Hallelujah. Someone here is under the influence of somebody's pride. That's the reason why they're not starting that MC. Because you see, the things that affect people's minds, the more we teach them, somebody's also telling them. Those things, even to a maybe caller. You know, if you live through these experiences, people don't even think that what we are doing has any significance. Since our families, the only thing they want from us is to become wealthy, become famous. They don't want us to let down our lives for Christ, Christ's sake. Whenever they see the suffering, they come in to help you. Yet you are becoming. They only come in with the kid gloves. And this comes in the way of our becoming. Familiarity and dishonor. Great men don't come packaged with a sticker. Greatness. Those, this last part, please listen to it. Those that are used by God, especially with the prophetic or the apostolic anointing, have no tags to identify them. You can mistake a prophecy for a joke. You might be sent and you think it's a suggestion. When one carries so much of the authority of God deposited in them, they don't do much to prove it 
and this makes it difficult for those around them to mistaken the commands for suggestions. I'm helping somebody I know. Somebody's being healed. <laughs> you don't have to prove that you're anointed and therefore people can take you for granted which works to their detriment. Do you know why? Because they are not under any obligation to shout out a command, especially when they have people with heads the size of a football around them. Some people spend too much around a person that they start forgetting that they are not at the same footing. That almost every word the man of God is saying is a suggestion. Let me just tell you, even if it's a joke, if you open your eyes and you've received this person in the room and you've got a revelation, even in a joke you will see a command. And others will be surprised at why you are executing things and flourishing and receiving the blessing of obedience when you are just standing on one's jokes. <laughs> Am I preaching to somebody this evening? That you have to ask for clarity always whether that's a command or a suggestion. The people who take the suggestions for commands flourish because men of God are not comedians whose job is to make people laugh. Mm. And it releases stress. See, for me, I'm always not serious when I'm not serious, when I'm serious. Like I know. Like I'm saying things based on my perspective. They might be wrong, they might be right. You, you have the, the, your, your free will to agree. But I'm always not serious when I'm serious. But often it's the things we laugh about that are often important. Like when I take that sister. Don't you see what, what is about her? Are your eyes blind? It's a command. I'm not joking. All I'm saying is that the Lord has shown me and I'm praying that he opens your eyes to see. <laughs> Do not allow that man or woman of God to fool you. Don't be fooled to the extent, to that extent, refuse to familiarize. I'm not saying that don't laugh at my jokes. I make an effort at getting them. <laughs> but that you pick something out of it. May God bless you. Yeah. That was time. We don't have that at our church, so I didn't even recognize it. <laughs> Somebody has to come with a paper written in Musumba. Time. <laughs> but, but I want to pray. And in the, in the prayer, it's my prayer 
that somebody receives something this evening. When, when I start praying, you, you can pray in tongues. But at a certain point in time, I might, I might ask you to stop and then I speak prophetically and then whatever God does. Father God, we thank you for your word. We humble ourselves before you this evening. We receive your word, Lord, with urgency. And we pray that you give us the grace to obey. The grace to obey. Because in this season, it's in obeying. We are going to follow every instruction given to us. And because we will obey, we will get to where you want us to be. It's of utmost importance to us. May you give us the grace to obey. Give us the grace to obey. We want to obey you. We want to obey you, Lord. We want to obey you. Jesus, we want to obey you. We want you to use us in this season. We want you to use us in the kingdom. Our lives, we want to use us. We want you to make us become. We want to become useful, Lord. We want to serve you, Jesus. May you help us. May you help us to become. Give us the grace to obey. The word has always come, Lord. It has always come to me to do something. It has been about planting churches. It's been about starting up missional communities. It's about teaching your people. Lord, it has always come. And I know it in my heart that it has been your command, but I have disobeyed. Oh, Lord, how you could help me. May you help me, Lord. Have the grace to obey. Lord, I know that you've called us for greatness, but this disobedience is standing in our way. We have listened to people that we're not supposed to listen to. We have listened to people that we're not supposed to listen to. And as far as our spiritual destiny is concerned, is as far as our significance is concerned. But Lord, help us. Jesus, help us. Help us, help us, Lord. Help us, King of glory, that we might stand in the position where you expect us to be. Many of us, we've been called, but like Jonah, we have gone on a different journey to the one that we've been sent to. Father, may you remind all the Jonas that there is a Nineveh for their significance. May you remind every Jonah that there's significance in Nineveh. It's in the preaching of the word. It's in obeying the word of God. It's in obeying the word that comes with the servants of God. We have been sent to places that we don't like. Father, give us the grace to embrace them. Give us the grace to embrace them. Give us the grace to embrace them. Help us, Lord, obey. Help us, Lord, obey the word because it's in the obedience. It's in the obedience to the instructions that we are lifted into significance. May you help us. May you help us to become in the name of Jesus. May you help somebody here to get into that place where they have been called in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody here has been called into a place 
and today you are hearing this voice that you are supposed to go tomorrow and visit that place. There is somebody here. You've had the urge. There have been excuses as to why you shouldn't go. Certain things have come up. You have procrastinated. But listen to the word of God. Today you are being visited. God is sending you out to do it in the mighty name of Jesus. You wrote down even the people you are supposed to meet in that particular place where you are being called. Now is the time to put that into action. Other people don't know about it. It's between you and God. Now God has sent you a messenger. You know those people that you wrote down on a piece of paper. God is saying you that tomorrow, the first thing in the morning is to call them, gather them and meet them. In the mighty name of Jesus, there is a big church location that God is bringing up out of that action of obedience. It might seem to be something small, but God is saying that thing, that thing is what is going to lead you into significance. In the name of Jesus, God is going to use us mightily when we obey somebody. God has sent you into a nation. You have connections there. You know, even your pastor doesn't know it. When the pastor spoke about it, something came into your mind. I have this one. I have this one. I have connections here. There is somebody here who has been called into a nation. Somebody here has been sent out into a nation. Let me even, let me even clarify. You have seen a globe in your hands being handed to you. Another person has seen a map come to them. They are here in this room. I believe with all faith and certainty that God is calling you into the nations. Right now, may you pray in the spirit. Somebody here, even your friends call you pastor. You know it. Even your friends call you pastor. Now is the time for you to start becoming one. Starting up a mission of community is the first step in the name of Jesus. May God use you mightily. Some person here, your family has talked you out of it. They have told you that no, 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 no. This is your path. Now God is saying to you, here, listen to the word of God. God is calling you into significance. The wealth that they wish you for will come to you. You will not have to work for it. The apostle has taught about ease. Things coming to you with ease. Ease comes when we obey. When we obey, God works. We have a God that works. Somebody here, you have God that works. He's going to do things for you. You have been fighting and struggling on your own. Now God is telling you, obey. All the things that you're struggling with are going to be sorted with obedience. This is what is going to happen. Within one week, you're going to come with a testimony. Because I obeyed and said what the man of God said, something happened to me in the name of Jesus. There are those that are worried of what will happen to them. They do not have the qualification to do the things that pastors do. This is what the Lord is saying. That he is going to release the unction to teach. The unction to preach. You are going to plant churches in the mighty name of Jesus. You do not feel qualified. But he has qualified you in the name of Jesus. Some people are worried about why they are not able to do the things that they see others doing. Listen to me. This is God speaking to you. You are going to heal people by your hands in the mighty name of Jesus. Right in this moment, somebody you are going to hear a twitching in your hands. Could be the right or the left hand. There is the anointing to heal. In your hand, in your hand, the anointing to heal. Yes, you are a healer. You have been called to deliver people. You have been called to lead people 
anointing to deliverance the anointing to deliver people is upon you says the lord in the mighty name of jesus the anointing to heal from today onwards listen to this you are going to heal people of sicknesses there's another person here your hand your hand your hand your hand Bananga yield to the spirit is here your hand your hand there is something about you there's something about you in the name of jesus in the next one minute you are going to feel like electricity currents in your hand electricity currents in your hand there is going yes is the hand that is going to heal may you use that hand to heal people may you use that hand to declare things in the mighty name of jesus somebody here has never prayed in tongues now is the opportunity for you to break out in tongues your tongue is going to twist certain things are going to start happening with you in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus may you receive the unction to heal may you receive the anointing to heal in the name of jesus may you receive the anointing to heal i feel it that people here are going to heal the hand of healing the hand of healing the hand of healing receive it in the name of jesus the hand of healing the hand of healing yes somebody here the hand of healing the hand of healing somebody here is seeing a big white hand yes that is jesus it is coming to you a big white hand it is coming to you that is jesus he's laying a hand on you in the mighty name of jesus you are praying in the spirit certain things are going to you're going to start seeing certain things in the mighty name of jesus somebody you're going to see somebody with a bottle of oil anointing oil anointing your head in the name of jesus there is an anointing receive it in the name of jesus may you receive the anointing in the name of jesus may you receive the anointing in the name of jesus this is the season your time has come now is the time they have said bad things about you the time has come for you to rise that says the lord now is your time to shine he is giving you the action to heal many will come to you because he has anointed you he has given it to you the anointing to heal if you desire it it's right there the anointing to heal i don't know why i'm hearing this the anointing to heal the anointing i'm a gokunya the anointing to heal upon your life in the name of jesus some people here are so special that they will just say a word and something will happen in the mighty name of jesus you shall just use your word some of you are not going to lay hands on people you are just going to say a word and something will happen in the name of jesus at the count of three receive in the name of jesus the anointing to heal the anointing to heal the anointing to heal yes you are chosen of god you are loved receive the unction to heal and deliver god's people you are a special person there's something about you you have been experiencing this receive the anointing to heal the anointing to heal some people here are receiving the anointing to teach you are going to teach in ways you have never taught in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus the anointing to teach you shall do it effortlessly it shall be done effortlessly you will not have to try much the lord will give you the words the spirit of the living god will be upon you he will show you what to teach in the name of jesus your ministry shall not be like the ministry of others your ministry shall be marked by signs and wonders in the mighty name of jesus that says the lord that he has called you to preach the good news to deliver them from captivity in the mighty name of jesus you have it 
you have it receive the anointing receive the anointing in the mighty name of jesus come and clap for the lord father we thank you we thank you jesus we thank you jesus thank you lord i give you glory lord i give you glory jesus we bless your name it is not the doing of men it's all about you jesus we thank you jesus we thank you lord thank you for those that you are sharing into a new season for those that you're releasing for those that you're setting on your new course for those that are standing in the path somebody here you had been derailed but the lord by the power of this message is getting you back to your path they were trying to rob you of your destiny you are being reset on course in the mighty name of jesus another person here you are seeing somebody in a white robe that is jesus many mention him they sing about him they have not seen him you have seen him he is the one the name above all names and he's putting a burden on your heart to serve him thank you jesus thank you lord thank you jesus somebody you are going to have money and you're going to feel it in your hands i'm talking about money wealth yes i've also been told to say this money is going to come in all forms receive it in the name of jesus receive it receive it receive it receive it receive it receive receive that is the power to make wealth receive it in the name of jesus thank you lord because you are creating billionaires in the name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus thank you lord somebody here also tonight you are going to be visited you are going to be visited tonight take heed of the instructions take heed of the instructions that the lord is going to give them to you i do not know them but the lord has told me to preach a message about obeying obey the instructions in that visitation tonight in the name of jesus your ministry is not going to be the same again from today onwards in the name of jesus receive the unction for a supernatural ministry a ministry marked by signs and wonders receive it in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus thank you jesus thank you lord we give you glory thank you thank you jesus if you can clap you can clap for jesus
This one last thing. Now, worship harvest. Worship harvest. It has been given to you. God has appointed you to lead the revival in our nation. It is such a big honor to be connected to this ministry. If you have not received the apostle of the commission, it might be difficult for you to flow in that anointing. He has it. He has hoped unlock the potential in me. The anointing is available for you. May God bless you. Can you be appreciate Pastor Moses? Kalanzi. Hallelujah. That's weak. That's very weak right there. That come on people. Seriously. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your servant, for your son that you've sent us tonight. Do you receive that? My, 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 my. You know, Pastor Moses, I think his problem is like mine, if not worse. Yeah. Because people want more dramatic people who are running on the stage. He just sits, stands there with his tab and is reading. But I know you are wise. You are wise. Jesus didn't say you will know them by their noise. He didn't say you will know them by their looks, shouts, charisma. You will know them by their fruit. And if you haven't been to Grace City Church, I'm telling you, you're, you're going to go and your mind will be blown to pieces when you see what God has, is doing there. That's how you tell. If you're a spiritual person, you follow the scriptures. The fruit is undeniable. So, Pastor Moses, thank you so much. Thank you for, for saying yes to our invitation. I know that God has used you to unlock destinies tonight. And it's, it's going to be different for, for a lot of people here. Totally different going forward. God has deposited a thing in you. you. You will see the results. That's how you will know. Amen. Can you help me one more time appreciate Pastor Moses? Wow! Hey! And can you help me appreciate the Lord Jesus who has loved us and sent us his servant? Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask you to sow into tonight's word, yeah? You're wise, aren't you? Yeah. What, what you give now, this is not your offering. This is your sowing into the word. Galatians 6.6. 6. Mm? Let him who is taught the word share in all good things. Him who teaches. Amen. And says, do not be deceived. God is not 
mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he shall reap. If you sow into the spirit, you will of the spirit reap. If you sow into the he who sows to the flesh, will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the spirit, will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Some people are going to continue having a great experience with God through the evening. So, let, let, don't, don't suddenly descend into carnality. Keep, keep praying. Even, even as you go home, go praying. Amen. Don't let the enemy steal from you what you've received tonight. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for being here. Tonight is Friday. We are back here for the season 21 meetings will resume on Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday next week. That's the last. And then we'll have the day of prayer on Saturday next week. Amen. But otherwise, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we are back. And Wednesday will be MC Live, of course. Amen. Do you receive it? Amen. So as you keep sowing your seed, I'm, I'm going to pray and then we will let people go. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word tonight. So powerful. Thank you for prophetic words. Thank you for anointing to heal. Signs and wonders. Power to go. Obedience to go. Thank you for Pastor Moses and what you have used him to deliver to us mightily. Thank you, Holy Spirit for the anointing. Thank you for those who are seeing you in a new light. We pray that it will not stop but there will be increase, 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 increase. We bless you and thank you in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you so much. See you on Monday night. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.